Tony Clark, and this is Lombardi Bar. This is one of my favorite podcasts to do. I'm just, you know, blessed and thankful to be a part of this podcast. You know, it's a great podcast. It's a great interview. Maybe I know that you guys obviously be in um, the best Packers podcast that's out there. I had Malort this weekend, so I'm not tasting anything. Oh, yeah. good he did. God. He did. That was fantastic. Because I said, did you ever try Malort? And I said, no. And then I said, do you want to take a shot of Malort? I said, no, but I did. Wait, who said it's called? Uh, it's called Pure Pasture. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to get in a high honors English class once. And they called my parents and were like, hey, just tell him he can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it shows. It really shows. I hate you guys so much. I'm going to throw these two guys into the screen so that if I die, they can carry on the legacy of crap that is this show. Hello, Packer fans. Welcome to another Lombardi's Bar here on Game On Wisconsin's YouTube channel. I'm your bartender, Dan Connick. Thank you so much for joining us. It can be a little rough in Packer land right now to be a Packer fan. We hope that we can provide you a little solace here at the bar. So pull up a stool and let's yell about a bunch of uh, 20-some-year-old millionaires playing football. Let's do it. Let's get cathartic. If you're new to the show and you haven't done so, Corey, Emma, checking in. Thank you guys for stopping in. If you're new to the show, say hi in the chat. Subscribe on the YouTube channel so you get notified every time that we go live here on the Game on Wisconsin YouTube channel. Make sure that you also follow us on all of our socials as well so you can stay in touch with us. Um, I've got a couple of guys in here to help me uh, through this therapy session that we're going to have. Todd Varney's one of them. Um Jimmy's usually one of them. Remember the issue that Jimmy had last week mm -hmm. where his computer had upgrades? Mm -hmm. He just texted me. He's restarting. It's going to be a minute. More upgrades. So uh, whenever well, he gets here, he gets here. Well, uh, apparently, apparently he's, he's still, uh, he's got access to internet somewhere. This is what he gets. This is karma coming back. For that little joke that he made when his dad was in the basement with him. Uh-huh. Uh, it was, so, yeah. It was cold-blooded. Yeah. As you it said. It was good. It was a good joke. I it liked was, it. it. It was, from a, jokes per, a joke perspective, Yeah, 10 out of 10, no notes. Yeah. But, yes, he does deserve, he does deserve all of this. Jay, I would join the chat. Hello. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, everyone, uh, to talk about uh, Green Bay Packers football. And it is a dumpster fire just like jimmy's computer uh it is a absolute dumpster fire i'm also very um, suspicious of this as yeah well. upgrades okay. is it's it's also a very um old person thing to say that he calls his computer updates upgrades um so yeah i think um that's why i think this is also a a ruse because I, he's yeah, calling it an upgrade instead of an update I'm sure it would work better if he'd stop using AOL, but I can, <laughs> if there's one person in the world that I feel still uses AOL, it is Jimmy Christensen. Um, Johnny Barks in the chat looking for Mike Daniels. Yeah. We need the Mike Daniels energy. We, we fucking needed it on Sunday. I, I think Mike Daniels, like he convinced me that this team could still be good. 
and that didn't work out well for me or any of us in the bar bets, to be honest, uh, last week. But yeah, it was, he got, he got me hyped. I believed in the team. I shouldn't have. That was my bad. <laughs> Honestly, it was uh thank you, Johnny. Appreciate that. Yeah. If you didn't uh, see the Mike Daniels interview, go back on the YouTube channel, check that out. Um, I literally, I played it for like my whole family. I, I, I was like a kid with a macaroni picture. I was just like, look, 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 look. Wasn't this great? Um, yeah. Fuck, man. It is It is a weird situation where the voices of reason for Packer football for me right now are a former defensive tackle who has not played for the Packers in three, four years now and a fourth string quarterback who ended up being a better halo player than he was NFL quarterback. Nice. That's my life. How's your updates, Jimmy? How's your upgrades? Y'all upgraded up? I think, I don't know. I, I thought his, I thought his sound was the camera. Went off, so I restarted <laughs> yeah. like I usually do when that happens. And then it said, yeah. Hey, real, real upgrades. quick guys. Uh, Shout out to Evie. She's watching. Uh, she's also a small child. So I just got a message. If we can watch the F-bombs for a little bit, that'd be appreciated. Dad mode. Got it. Yep. No Cheese and jam. Biscuits. All of it. Um, dang, guys. What the heck was Sunday? <laughs> what? When... Let me ask you. I want to ask, like the uh, the Bart Simpson like quote, like, "What can you pause the exact moment everything died for you in that game?" Because I think I can. I think I can pause the exact moment, and it's when Josh Myers got a false start penalty for existing. After that play happened, I was like, <laughs> "Got it, got it." That's what today is going to be like. <laughs> Uh, are you getting him on the show? Do you guys want him on the show still? Because I feel like there's a. I've got some words. <laughs> I feel like yeah, I, feel I wouldn't like trust it. At the big, be- like, here's the thing: I just want him to come on so I can say enough things to him to see if he'll block me online, <laughs> and that would be the first fucking block he makes all season. Six months ago, it felt like it was like, hey, like you got to get Josh on. Like we, we really like we want to hear what Josh Myers. Has to say, we we want to meet Josh. We want to talk to Josh. And now it feels like, hey, can we uh can we talk with Josh? Like we just want to talk, just just want to talk to Josh for a quick second. Yeah, you know it's bad when he got injured, and my first thought was like, oh, people are gonna be so happy on Twitter. Uh-huh. Like as bad as that is, like that's the first thing of like going through. I was like, I know people are gonna celebrate this. It's shitty, but people are gonna celebrate this. Yeah, I I knew we weren't gonna win the game when can't miss Carlson missed uh, when you've got that strong and confident of a nickname being given to you by everybody, everyone's calling him that uh, it's definitely not just me online. Uh-huh. Uh, you knew got, that was going to happen though. After the broadcast spent the whole minute saying uh, an entire it. minute leading up to it. It wasn't just one line. It was a soliloquy leading yeah. up to it. Jesus fucking Christ. Freaking Christ. Gosh. I'm sorry. That's a dollar for me. I'm sorry. I'd already said the I'm sorry. Like two minutes ago. I did? Yes. That I don't think so. That, you did. 
When? I don't know, like a minute ago. That's no, that's not true. <laughs> okay. It might be because I just got a text from somebody else telling me to watch the <laughs> That was dad I don't mode. have a dad mode to go into, guys. I'm sorry. You gotta watch some more bluey. I'm not. No, I didn't watch Bluey. Get some blue in your life, man. No, don't do it. Do it. Hmm. It'll change your world. Change your world, man. Mine was um, at, but I was gonna say mine was at halftime. I just with another abysmal first half, I was just like, this seems like we can't, I don't know. That comeback against the Saints obviously was great. That's you know that's, what? Gave us false hope every second half. That's that's what it was. No, wait, I'm sorry. I'm confusing the Ohio State game with the Packer game. Um, no, still the whole fucking everything. Hey, I, hey man, I got a lot going on right now. I don't know. I thought someone else was going to take it. No, I didn't know. I'm still waiting to see where you're going talking about the Ohio State game. Well, because Ryan Day had a chance with 45 seconds left before I the didn't, first I didn't half, say get into some it. Points. And and I and I I I combined my two two worlds and thought that Matt Lafleur did that. And you know what? But it's a situation where, like, if that was the situation, Matt Lafleur would have done that. And so I'm still mad at him anyway. I have no idea what you're talking about. I'd rather listen to you give me mash recaps. To be honest. Okay, so there was this chicken, right? Buy around, Todd. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, Todd. Go ahead. Kick us off with buy around. Uh, I'm going to go with this. with the medical and training staff. Uh, those those folks have been busy. Like it's it's insane. Uh, Alex pointed out to me today that the Vikings, who just played on Monday, mm-hmm. right? They four did people, play on Monday. Four people on their injury report. We had nine coming off of a bye week. And and it's only getting busier. Like they're going to – Mark Murphy, before he leaves, is going to have to make another addition to the stadium just to get a bigger training room. Just so well, they're going to they're gonna have to buy Lodge Kohler just to have like the whole place just for hurt dudes. As as if it's like a literal mash unit, like it's it's just a hospital, a hospital for the Packers. It has gotten really bad though. Like I mean, I, is on IR. Eric Stokes is on IR now. It's is. I don't, I, I don't like. I don't like talking about injuries in this way, but when it comes to Eric Stokes, are we at a point now where we are not expecting? Anything really? I, I like. I'm still hopeful for. Him. Are, you're Especially expecting like, anything that next year too? Like I'm. I'm at a point now where well, I'm like, we're losing Nixon, Razul Douglas. I think he's earned himself next year, but there's ways to got to. It depends how much cap room they want to make with uh, with Douglas, and so it's kind of like but they spent I, the first round on him. They're gonna they're gonna stick to the end of that contract. So it's you might as well I'm, see what I'm, he does after injury. I'm I'm not even talking about. Will he sign a contract with the Packers and be a Green Bay Packer next year? I'm talking more about will he ever be somebody that this team can rely on? It was it was a terrible injury against the Lions with a knee and foot. And then as he's working back for that, like he was gone so long. 
he tweaked a hammy, which has been a whole, like a big thing this year with multiple people. Like a lot of teams have players on IR, on IR for hamstrings. So I think it's, I think it's just one injury that led to another in this situation. If he gets extended time to get healthy, I think he'll be fine. I just think it just compiled. I mean, I hope so. I hope yeah, so. I don't, I don't know that I was ever really expecting much out of him this year. And I don't think a hamstring injury leads me to believe that he's never going to be anything. Okay. I mean, I'm just, I'm saying like, I, maybe it's PTSD because I'm at a, I'm at a point with a lot of these injuries. Like we're at a point with uh, David Bakhtiari where he has played like how many, how many games has he played in since, New Year's Eve of of 2020. But the big difference with that is is no, hurting the same thing. This is just I, this hamstring is a brand new injury than what took him out before. It just happens. I, I understand. I understand that. But like if if like if it keeps kind of coming up and it keeps coming up and you're not here, you're not like like if the only times we hear about you each week are still didn't practice or you know uh, only in only in. Uh, helmet or or whatever like that I, I can't rely on that and I can't expect you to be a part of of what's what's going on the future you know yeah I mean I don't think they're penciling him in as a starter for week one next year but I also don't know that they're penciling Ja in for a week one starter next year at this point like don't get crazy I, it wouldn't. It would not surprise me if he's traded before next season. No, we saw this week with how much Sutton kicked our ass. We need Ja. He is. There's no way he's not on this team next year. No, hold on. I want to. I want to hear this out. Todd, walk me through the logic behind what you said. If they decide to go full rebuild, it's very possible that in cutting cutting the cap, they get rid of him. You're going to get, I would guess you can get a first round pick for Ja. And looking at this team, there's a lot of holes to fill right now. So if you can stockpile talent, if you say our window is not open next year, it's not going to start to open till 25. Then, okay, well, let's get somebody who's going to be here 25 on for a couple of years instead of Ja, who by the time our window starts to open again, he's read his contracts up or he's out physically. Like how many, how many years does he uh, pick if you or anyone in the chat, how many years does he have left? Is he, is it two seasons after this that he just signed that extension last year, right? Last year's fifth year option. And then this year, his new contract extension. So probably at least two more years. I don't know. I don't see. Uh, I through, through 26. Who else on that defense right now? Can you count at, count on on being the staple? Kenny Clark's only 18 years old. So I know he'll be there in a few years, but like what, honestly, he's another one too. He might not be. He's going to be pushing 30 when that big, when the window realistically can open again. Uh, I just don't. I don't know. I see. I think moving on from Ja, your one steady in that secondary is going to be a, a, a mistake. But. I, I mean, there's some, there's some, you know, 
opinions on both sides here in the chat. Jay is all on board with Todd, but uh, Katie jumping in uh, saying Todd Todd is all Todd is not wrong about this. Um, but Iowa Joe, Iowa Joe brings up um, the counterpoint. He's 26 years old. If you're in a rebuild, you need key players to build around, and Ja would be one of them. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I can see really both sides of it. Honestly, it's it's a situation where the Packers, like you said, you have to decide what you what are you if you're the Green Bay Packers. Are you rebuild? Are you are you trying to be competitive in two years? Can you if you let's say you trade John in this offseason, Todd, how long does that re how long are you how long are you scheduling out a rebuild? Like when 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 does it open if you trade Jair and say full rebuild after this uh, starting now? If if you if you go into full rebuild this offseason, you're like an uptick in 25 is where that's at. So and that's why we're seeing a lot of why I assume we're seeing a lot of these guys continue to play even though we want to see change right? Like Josiah DeGuara. This is the first time that he hasn't had Big Dog and Tunyon in front of him. So they're telling him, look, you're you're on your rookie deal still. Prove to us what you can do if, if you're going to get a, another contract, right? And so far he hasn't shown anything, but not being concerned about wins and losses is one of those things that allows them to say, you got to learn somehow just like with Walker at left tackle. Yeah, Yash is probably the better option, but Yash is going to be gone after this year. So let's see what Walker can do. And just like we've said with Love over the years of, yeah, you can look great in, in practice, but you've got to put it on the field. You've got to get that game experience. That's what these guys are getting. And I think we'll know more by the end of the year where some of these holes are at on this team. Trading jaw results in a negative cap savings. So you're losing cap. But I think at this point, if if you are in a full rebuild mode, cap isn't what you're really considered about short term. Yeah. You want you want the you want the draft capital. Yeah, they've got what like 60 million not taking snaps this year. Right. What's a little bit? What's a little bit more on that? Sprinkling <laughs> some more million on that. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I hate. I could see it. I just don't think it's. I I don't know if I don't think or if I just hope it doesn't happen. I can't tell which part of my brain's clicking that right now, but I don't know. I feel like we need some kind of life on this team. But the thing is, too, I don't know. Like looking at Jair this season, he hasn't been. I don't that great. Like, it's not that he's bad, but I guess he set a precedent of like what we expect from Jair. And I don't think really he's been consistent. But he's also, he's also, he hasn't played a lot. He hasn't played it. He's played maybe like half of the games this year. Yeah. Back injuries. With the back injury. Um, I want to, I want to, I want to reference that question that Pickett put up um, from himself. Uh, Does anyone get traded before the in season trade deadline? I can't see that happening. I don't think they're not going to pull the ripcord on this season the ever. Only I think that it was Ken Ken Ingles. That's his first name, right? Ken. Mm-hmm. 
he put, which made sense, Nixon. Like he's going to be a free agent after sure. this year. Great kicker turner. Not that great as a, a nickel corner. But now with Stokes being probably done for the year and uh, Jair battling the back injury, I don't think they want to get thinner at corner. So that might eliminate that. But Yosh, like if someone wants to take him, Yash, Yosh, whatever, um, that could be one. But, again, he'll have a contract at the end of the year someone's going to have to pick up. If I mean, depending on how they're feeling about the odds of re-signing Gary, Rashawn could, I mean, if, if depending on where those talks have been. <laughs> Dan's face on that one. Yeah. I, again, <laughs> it's not a popular thing to say, but going outside the box and what you can get for a guy like him, like. Yeah. But I mean, think about what the. If they're not confident he, that they can re-sign him or if they're not in a position where they feel like putting big money into some guys right now. Because, and we saw, I forgot who said it on Twitter. Um, there is a difference between Rashawn and the TJ Watt and the Max Crosby's. Like, he's a really good edge rusher, but he's not tier one yet. And granted, we haven't seen him get a, f- a full workload because coming back from that ACL, but that that's going to be a hefty contract on hoping he can hit tier one when he haven't really seen it yet, full go. So I could see it. I think at this point, they're going to want something around the defense to, uh, to have an anchor, and yeah. I think he would be that guy. Quick, young. Joe, I don't read, and two, I definitely wouldn't read anything Kawano puts out. <laughs> do you want me to call you later and do a read aloud? Man, Kawano catching a stray. Um, all right, let's uh, let's keep it moving here. Jimmy, why don't you go ahead and give us a buy round? Yeah, let me look. I'm going with uh, Zach Tom, one of the few bright spots on the offensive line. Also, we saw that. Uh, Swiss Army knife a little bit, jumping in at center right away uh, when Josh Meyer went down for a little bit. So just having that piece, a young – that guy's going to be on the line for a few years to come. So uh, it's nice at least having that yeah, part. they can you. trade him. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really just every player today, Todd, like, if he's here next year. Yeah, <laughs> we don't know. Could trade him. Uh, so it's just nice. Like, yes, we are in a rebuild, regardless of anyone wants to say. Uh, I don't think it can be an argument at this point, but finding those pieces that you know will be part of that future uh, is good. And every team, not every team, the Packers have really uh, put value on offensive linemen who can play multiple positions. And Zach Tom being a mid-rounder again is just another steal in the draft and show that again on Sunday. For a team that puts an emphasis on that, they should put an emphasis on guys who can play a position on the offensive line. Because like... (laughs) Royce There's, Newman? they have two people that <laughs> can play offensive line right now. Like John Runyon has a play here or there, but like for the most part, uh, see, I'm higher on him. I, I don't think he's probably the most, he's very consistent. If you look at like, it's not like Jenkins is thriving this year. Like, run, run, okay. Argument for being compared to the other guys on this team. Yes. John Runyon jr. Is consistent. Uh, but that's putting him up. And and it might have a lot to do with the fact that he's got an absolute void standing to his left on every play. Yeah. So I'm sure that's not helpful at all. Um, but yeah, I, it's just, sorry, continue. Zach Tom, amazing. Do you think, well, going into that, like, do you think Goody, like going, obviously bringing the talent in is a, is a Goody thing. Like, how do you feel about him overall as a GM? Has he not done enough to bring talent in, or is it just talent not being utilized the right way? 
Yes. I think he they put in like because we didn't win a Super Bowl, it doesn't feel like this team went all in. Yeah. But they did. Yeah. And we're feeling the repercussions of that now. It's it's hard to go all in and then not have a fall off after that. And so that's what we're going through right now. We cap wise, we can't really bring anyone in. And through the draft, they've done as much as they can. That's why we were doing whatever we could to get more draft picks. And there's only so much you can do. And I feel like it, it's easy. I know Andy Herman put up the list of like the top 100 tweets since or drafts players drafted in the top 100 since 2015. And there's like four hits out of 30. Right. And then I think there was 10 maybes or we don't know yet. Mm-hmm. And then 16 that were, were not, didn't make it. Yeah. That looks bad. I don't know what that looks like for other teams. Yeah. Right. I, I feel like just looking at talent across the league, like that's probably pretty accurate for most teams. Yeah. So I, I don't have a problem with Goody. I'd like to see him get a shot to rebuild the roster where it's at right now. I've said before the fringes of this roster are better than what they were under Thompson. Like Mm -hmm. even, even with the issues we've had in the secondary, there's not a Ladarius Ladarius Gunter on this team. And that's nice. Chris Banjo. Right. Um, Let's just name everyone, name some, some fringe players that were absolutely fucking God awful. Um, Jared Aberderis. Um, Yeah. Like these, these aren't guys that exist. Jake Martinez. And, so there's that. And also Goody's plan didn't involve Aaron Rodgers being on the team until last season. Right. So he's had, he had to run the, the all in a, a year, probably two years longer than he was planning on when he was making the moves for smash and the Smiths. Yeah. So he's, he's in a spot right now where it's just, you've got to, you've got to weather this storm and then come out on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Our our peak was supposed to be the 2020 year to win the Super Bowl. Obviously injuries happened, we didn't. And then it was just Goody trying to prolong that one shot. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like you said. I mean, it's, it's I mean, um, you know, being here in Detroit, I've seen it in multiple different ways, like the Red Wings, the Tigers, all kicking the can of everything down the line to just keep that window open one or two more years. And once that window shuts, it is a precipitous fall down. And now you're seeing it's been four or five years of, for at least for like my Tigers, it's been mediocrity because they are so hamstrung by these huge contracts that are sitting on the books. Like you guys media. still had a team over there. Um, 2024 AL Central champs. Um, but like that's – the idea of moving up, moving Miggy's contract off the book after this year is such a relief for Tigers fans. And I feel like once we get to that point where these contracts that have been kicked down the road to extend that window, Bakhtiari, Rogers, uh, I don't know who else to throw. Preston Smith. Smith. And that's, that's where, again, with Ja, like if next year is going to be another year where they're going, 
hey, we just we're looking for picks and sure. letting young guys play it out, then yeah, then you go, okay, let's keep ripping the band-aid and let's take this financial hit here while we can and and go about it that way. How much can yeah. you truly evaluate love in a situation like that? That's a good point. I I think you can. And I've I've been torn on this because it felt like they like it felt like Matt looked at the at Twitter and saw like, oh, people are saying that Jordan Love has a bad completion percentage. That's the biggest knock on him. So you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna make short little passes so that we can get that that completion percentage up. I'm stop throwing to to Musgrave in the flats and it fucking where he's got to catch it and turn yes. up field because that's not every time too. So well, he's not going up. Field. And he doesn't break tackles because he's a giraffe running down the field and there's two guys right there. So you're going to turn and right. fall forward for an extra two yards. You know, you know who, who didn't get those plays? Rob Minkowski, Travis Kelsey. They were utilized as fucking polar bears who were trained to catch a football and and they were utilized as such. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. It, it's so infuriating. And that's why I'm gonna I'm gonna go into my uh buy around. It's for Packer fans. Packer fans all over the world because strap yourselves in, kids. This is gonna be a rough one. The rest of the season, it is all downhill from here. If we look like that against the Broncos, it is it is really hard to find a positive coming out of any of these other games. It's gonna get rough. So cheers, everybody. Make sure you're stocked up before every game. Those were supposed to be the two gimme games. They were supposed to be the. Yeah. Those were the Coastal Carolinas, the Citadel games that you fucking skip, freaking sketch. Gosh, dang it. I am so sorry. You've been, yeah, you've been awful. You you have like eight F-bombs and then you catch one. Yeah, you had one sentence. I'm sorry. It's all right. It's bedtime. It's eight o'clock. Be <laughs> Go to bed, Evie. Evie, you better be in bed. Get your ass to bed, Evie. Hey, not like that, Jimmy. Oh, sorry. It's gentle parenting. Gentle parenting. That's not Jimmy's philosophy with my child. <laughs> yeah, it's. I. The Bears fans I know are enjoying this part of being. Oh, everyone's. everyone's. Uh, fortunately, we don't have the thirty years of experience. <laughs> um, being terrible so you know we we can look to them for for guidance if they can even remember what it's like to have you know some semblance of hope and just coming off of some success as of right now though like this moment we are the worst team in the nfc north right not on yeah. paper maybe but you can at least see the say the way we've been playing right yeah. now we're playing the worst out of any team yeah mm-hmm. And going back to kind of where what I was saying with Lafleur, I I feel like and it and it, maybe it's two different philosophies. They need to see what Love can do, right? So they're throwing the whole playbook at him, and you've got to make these reads. You've got to do this, but then you look at a guy like Badgett this weekend who goes in there. That was clearly a stripped down version of that offense, and he went out there and played well. And so it's like, at what point do you just say, okay, Jordan, we need you to get confidence in the system and some confidence running plays in the NFL. 
So we're going to strip this down and that's what we're going to run. Or do you just say, again, we need to know that you can do these things. You're going to learn in the fire. And that, that's Todd. That's exactly what Umar and I said in the post game show was you had two weeks to get ready for this game. If all of the problems that they point to is receivers are running wrong routes, they're not understanding the offense, and Jordan is having trouble finding those areas because not everyone knows where the hell they're supposed to be, strip this offense down to the bare bones. And I guess I said, if you have to go into the fucking huddle and say, Watson, do this. Kraft, do this. You, do this. Ready, break. And that's what you do. Draw, draw it up. All like recess? I was going to say, yeah. Draw <laughs> like on the, the Michael Vick uh, football that used to open up. And... <laughs> I had one of those. You, I, oh. And I, I hate to bring him up, uh, but this is also what Roger said last year too of like the offense is overcomplicated at times. They need to simplify mm-hmm. it. And the thing is, is now you have a inexperienced starting quarterback in there as well as inexperienced. No, not at all. Uh, inexperienced uh, skill positions. And we're still trying to overcomplicate it. Like, yeah, as much, I don't want to say he was right, but he might've had a point now of like, you got to dumb it down. It just, the simple yeah. stuff works. And then you can get complicated and do the, Mike McDaniels, who I love, and Kyle Shanahan, fancy stuff. But until you get to the point of the basics, don't do it. I have not heard him. Last week, Herman put out a thing saying he's been getting better. His He had a couple blocks that were good. Tucker Craft, he's slowly climbing up. Sorry. Oh, I don't know. Um, do you guys want to get to the actual part of the, the worst part of the game and get to pay the dab? Yeah, we can. <laughs> and and actually talking about some some real real stuff like we haven't done so already. Real quick, I want to shout out. Yeah, that uh, was supposed to be the happy part of the show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel like it was legit conversation though. It's not like we were just being like no, pessimist it, to be pessimist. Yeah. Um, make sure that we shout out uh, Omer in the chat. Very close friend of the show. Stepping in. What's up, Omer? Um, <laughs> Thank you, Kelsey. It is. It's opening night. It's opening Can night. Through holiday jersey. All right, uh, Jimmy, go ahead. My pay tab. Just, yeah. uh, my pay the tab is Christian Watson. Not because of injuries. I'm not going to be that person. But uh, feels someone, like you're being that person. Someone's putting it on Twitter too. Like he has to play. Like he's a six five, ridiculously fast, bigger than anyone that's going against him. Receiver. And we just haven't seen that. And again, it could be the scheme. It could just, who knows what it is, but he is too big and too fast to not have an impact on this game. Like we need yep. to get the ball in his hands. Even if he is like, we saw it uh, against the Raiders, that jump ball, like Dobbs is smaller than him, but he attacks the ball at the high point every single time. Like he's the biggest player on the field. We do not see that from Christian Watson. I think he still has the talent to eventually mold into being a star receiver but right now, for all the hopes that we had for him going into the year, again, de- derailed a little bit by injury. That's going to happen, whatever. But just start playing like you're better than yeah. ever, like that you're bigger, faster, stronger than your corner. Like we have to get some kind of spark out of him, or they're like, what's the point of having a freak on the field? 
So I, I, I throw that same challenge out to every single pass catcher. That like like everyone is everyone's looking at that that interception that ends the game, which according to Matt, according to that, that's the shot. That's the shot you're looking for. Samari Torre is a veteran wide receiver. Mm-hmm. You need to come back and make a play. Jordan Addison on Monday night ripped a touched a contested touchdown away from a veteran defensive back. He's teeny weeny too. Rookie. He's small. I heard, I heard differently. <laughs> I heard it here. <laughs> but that and yeah, veteran, it's in quotes, but he's been in the league. He's compared to so, anyone else on the team. He's a veteran. Romeo Christian. They've been in the league. You know what it's like to go up against NFL defensive backs. You know how plays get called, and you should understand. At this and that's point, time to try to get that, even if you don't get to the ball, but get that pass interference and underthrown ball. You right. have to you should you should understand what the expectation is as a wide receiver. Yeah, and that's that's where that's where that's where the fall is. There's a lot yeah. of like the and it start it's definitely going away now because we are already to November, but the excuse of like they're a young team. Yeah, we get that, but there's those undisciplined things that just have to change. Like the mental mm. mistakes. I get it, you're young, but at this point in the season, those should be like minimizing. And right now it just seems like it's happening at the same rate that it was week one. Except the problem is we're not playing the Bears team that was around week one. Right. Like we're playing actual NFL teams who've seemed to grow each week, and we've just on this constant plane of just bullshit. Uh, we have the talent. It's just the little things have to fucking clean up. Well, I think I saw like there was a, a like a, a players only meeting or something of of the wide receiver room this week, which I don't I don't need that. Of. Like who in this wide receiver room could you trust right now to step up and be the right. leader? Exactly, that's the thing. Reed, <laughs> yeah. Reed stands on his uh, little chair to be higher, taller than everybody. Wow, <laughs> short shaming—that's rude. If you like. A player's only meeting is great, but if the longest tenured wide receiver is on his, what is it's Torrey on his third year, second he came in second, with Dobbs. He came in with Dobbs. So you're two, you're two years, and so right, like that's who is the veteran pass catcher that's going to step up and set the example and say this is what needs to be. Who is it? Someone has to be that guy. Someone has to be, and until then. Have all the players' meetings you want. It's not going to change anything until somebody, somebody on the team. It can't be a coach. It has to be someone on the team, like Mike was saying. Someone has to stand up and say, we're done with this. We are done. Do you see the team possibly trading for a vet, like still a young veteran, but a vet, like I don't like a Cortland Sutton type that's not old, but still has enough to like teach no. the younger guys, or is it just kind of still trial by fire? Figure it out, your professional. Like, like Todd said, I think this year they have they threw they went into this season saying we're not going to be buyers, we're not going to be sellers, we're running this team out to see what it's what's going to happen. You guys think? And Chase after Claypool this year, figured out who Chase Claypool. I was just being a smart ass. <laughs> you know, this to an extent, I, I get this. Um, but I also think it's it's a little bit different in a locker room where 
you're asking who's who's going to be he's a bears fan get him out of here uh <laughs> but like for so long the leadership in this locker room wasn't questioned right right especially on the offensive side of the ball and now you've got a lot of young guys and who's going to be that guy is jordan love going to be that guy because he just spent three years his entire experience in the nfl is being an absolute beta behind rogers and so is is he comfortable enough around these guys to do that same thing when it comes to the rest of these guys like if they haven't taken that moment to look around the locker room and and i think that they were probably expecting bakhtiari this year to take on some of that leadership the unknown of what's happening with him next year you know you look around and go okay where are we at there um and so it you know it might be just guys being timid of like Am I that guy that stands up? It's only my second year in the league. Talk about the wide receivers. Like, yeah, they've only played 20 some games. Like, yeah. Is, is see, that and I, and Aaron, I push, Aaron Jones. Where's Aaron Jones at through all this? Yeah. Like I, I push back on the I I, I want to push back on that, that, that it has to be a free agent signing or that it has to be a veteran that's already in the league and has to come in. Devontae Adams and Randall Cobb were two veteran leaders that were they were packers for life basically randall you know went off and sort of one of those but like like that's it's establishing that culture you need to establish the culture that's in that locker room right now there is a there is a culture void because it's been 15 years it's been aaron Rodgers way or the highway which getting and that culture out is very it takes important. it takes it takes a while there's still plenty of these all of every single veteran leader on this team. Don't point your finger at me. Ja. <laughs> ja. Kenny Clark. Um, Preston Smith. Bakhtiari. These are Aaron Rodgers era guys. They grew up in that environment where it was it was an unquestioned monarchy. Now you have this this culture void. You're, and that's why I think there, there's just there's it's so rudderless. There's nobody there, and I think it'll develop. It'll develop here next season, this off season, when these when these guys third third year, fourth year guys, you start to develop and they figure out their own culture. I don't think you need to bring somebody in to to do it right now because what does that do? Right, and I. I think defensively, like I wonder if the lack of of somebody really standing up on that side is it, it might come from. We've all been in those situations where you've got, uh, you know, your your boss, your manager, whatever. If they don't have the respect of the team, the team's not going to play well as a team. And so, if these guys don't respect Joe Barry, if every every other play call that comes in, they're rolling their eyes and going, Oh shit. Okay. Sure. If that's what you're getting from Ja, you know, is he's not bought into that system. He wants to be following the, the other teams, you know, wide receiver one, he's not being allowed to do that. If he's complaining about that in front of the younger guys, if, you know, just things like that, that you see, if that's what the younger guys are picking up on, then you're not going to have somebody really stepping into that role. That clip from Andy Herman this week made me want to jump through a window. Going to nickel while they stayed in heavy? Yes. 
Yeah. Yes. Made me want to jump out a freaking window. You think the Bears would trade us Big Dog back? No. But I wish. I don't think it would. Now, see, and that's why I think yeah, still just it, having an old, old veteran in there would be nice. It would it would be nice to have to have big dog. Because I feel like he'd be one too that would push the younger guys to like be that vocal leader, but kind of like mentor him in the back, like in the side. Sure. But that also is completely bullshit made up on my end, just perspective that I want to give. So it could be who knows. But yeah, there's someone has to step up and it's like both of you guys said it's I guess I don't know if it's going to happen, but if there's any season where it has the best opportunity, it's right now because there's literally nobody else. But so you know what? Take the rain. And it might not happen. It might not happen this year. And I think the Packers are kind of resigned to that fact of, you know, this is this was a year to just run it out, see what happens. We're not going to worry about trying to make big changes at the last, at the trade deadline. We're not going to make any, like, we're not going to do anything like that. We're just going to run it out. What does everyone do? How does it work? And then after this season, we have a game plan moving forward. So maybe that's, maybe that's the idea. Um, I'm going to real quick. I just thought of this too. Do you think that it has, I'm just looking through the coaching staff quick. I feel like with the smart ass comments coming, I can't tell. I, yeah, you really. I don't think it. it is. I don't think it is. Uh, it, it is. But just it looking is. through the coaching staff, I, you don't have a real solid veteran presence on the team, and you don't have coaches that have been there. You don't have. You know, I'm thinking back to like a, a Kevin Green type coach. Or what made me think about this was when you said bringing Big Dog back. If you brought him back next year as a coach to kind of help with that, if guys aren't respecting the coaching staff. If part of that's because the coaching staff hasn't been there, they haven't been through it. I I wonder how much that plays into it. I don't even know if they don't respect the coaching staff. Joe Barry, I could understand, but I don't know. Well, let's get into my pay the tab. Uh, Jerry Montgomery. Uh, I don't know if you guys know what his title is. Defensive line slash running game coordinator. I don't know that he's done anything for the last ever. There looks to be absolutely no coordination to the run game. Even on that that clip that Herman posted, when they had the the heavy front, they still gave up two yards and missed the play. And we haven't seen progression from a lot of guys on on the front. Like so do you think maybe the run <clears throat> stopping the run game is more on him than is overall on Joe Barry? Uh, let's see. Mm, running game coordinator. Sounds to me like you specialize in one fucking thing and you're not doing it. Well, this is is he the offensive running game coordinator no, or the defensive, the defensive running game coordinator? Defensive running game. Are we sure about that? I'm looking at it. He is listed as a defensive coach, defensive line slash running game coordinator. I feel like running game coordinator sounds like he's the offensive running. He's the offensive. That's they that's should know how to stop it. If he's making the system but, stop exactly, it. regardless of regardless of offensive defense, dude knows running and should be able to do it well and also stop it. I don't know because there is a passing game coordinator on defense as well. 
That's what Greg Williams. Yeah. Okay. So what we're saying is fire Jerry Montgomery, keep Joe Barry. Honestly, I'm ready to I'm ready to kind of clean house and and start over start over clean here. <laughs> so this is going to be year, a year though, like the usual trend with coaches. It's going to be a coordinator. Obviously, offensive coordinator is not going to get fired because that's Matt Lafleur's really mm-hmm. Matt Lafleur's gig. It's going to be Barry. Oh, Wisconsin sports warm up. That's I didn't realize that was Robin's burner account. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, Google. So then, fire defensive coordinator, and then again next year, if it's kind of the same situation, we move on from Lafleur. Like this is his year, and next year, if we stink again, do you think Lafleur is gone? No, you think they give him a couple years? I think a lot of it has to do with what direction they go in the off season. Um, but I, I think it's very. You'd have to have just the most rose-colored glasses to look at this team and see a path in which they are a contender next year. Yeah. And and if you're not going to be – if Goody's not going to put the pieces in there for Matt to make this team a contender, then that's where it is. But if you're still seeing like these mental mistakes that it doesn't matter how young you are, eventually to a point in the season those have to go away and you're still seeing those happen, like it's, it's again happening next year. Like that has to fall on, on coaching. Yeah, I mean, if there's not progression coming in from anywhere, then of course. Yeah. And I think that's that's really been – I think that's what I'm struggling with the most this year is like I didn't have high expectations for this team. Yeah. And I it's looking every day like my 5 and 12 is even maybe a bit of a stretch. <laughs> uh, but yeah. – what I wanted to see was guys getting better on a weekly basis and that's not happening. And from what I, I'm an idiot, but what I'm watching looks like it's more like the coaching is holding them back or coaching mistakes over the guys actually screwing up on the field or not, not being good. I actually think all those like players being like the wrong routes and the offensive line struggling, it gives looking at love. Like I think it obviously doesn't help his play or his evaluation on the coaching aspect, but I think it gives him a longer leash where like I I texted Todd uh, the other day of like, let's say I wish you wouldn't. Hey baby, I'm going to text you. Uh, Let's say we have like a top three pick. Do we stick with love or find his replacement? Do we find help for him or whatever? But Todd said too, like, it seems like you would, at this point you would find help for love um, because there's so many reasons why a true evaluation can't happen. I know Ben Solak's article for the ringer came out today, which I want to, I want to get to, but a lot of this is like the pieces around him just aren't there to have a true understanding on how he actually is at a quarterback. And we have those wild throws, like even that play, I think it was to Toure on the sideline that should have been a pass interference. And it wasn't like, that was a, a pretty ball. Like it was, the safety was coming over is in the perfect spot. He could have had that. It was an interference that wasn't called. That's whatever. But there's those plays where it's like, okay, he has the talent. So I think if anything, this gives him some more time to kind of prove he is the guy uh, even further the next year, maybe. But that's again, like Todd said, I'm an idiot too. So, well, and, and yeah. one thing that I try to think about is, you know, when you're calling plays, you're calling it's very similar to chess in that you're thinking multiple moves ahead. 
So I'm going to call this play here and that's going to help us set up X, Y, Z down the road, or it's going to lead into this, this, and this that's predicated on your guys making a play. Mm-hmm. And there's nobody on this team making plays at this point, not consistently anyways. And so that's where, you know, I think you give love and Lafleur a lot of leash is that look, we're, we're doing things that just, it, it's it's there. We just don't have the talent or we're young. This stuff just guys just aren't doing their jobs. Yeah. And I, it, exactly to your point, like looking at George Kittle, he mentioned in an interview either this past off season or off season before, like they know Kyle Shanahan will call plays knowing it's not going to work. Like they're going to call plays that they know are duds, but it sets up a play later on that they expect to be a big play. Like you said, it's that chess move of like, yeah, you're going to stop this, but then you're going to get confidence on like, oh, this is what we're doing again. And then that's where you get that big play off of play action or whatever. But to Katie put in the chat too, I think Steno going to OC, like I yeah. feel like it's never a good thing when you're hiring somebody. We saw the Buccaneers do it when they fired Lovey Smith and hired a coordinator with Jamin, Jameis Winston was still there. But when you hire someone or promote them just not to lose them, it's a never a good thing. Like you have to bring somebody into that offensive coordinator position because it elevates the position, not right. just want to keep keep them on the coaching staff. Uh, and as we saw now, if he would have went to the Broncos with Nathaniel Hackett, we probably could have brought him back this year anyways as an offensive <laughs> line coach. Uh, so that could be a thing there, just having someone with more of an offensive uh, mind yeah, to be there to help Matt LaFleur, but who knows? And it's really, again, this could be the first year of his offense truly in Green Bay, and it takes a little bit for that to get going. Like it's, It is brand new with love under center. Uh, there's some things that are still there, but there's some things that they're doing that are completely different. So it could take just some time or a season or two to get rolling, but we'll fucking see, man. Who knows? It's all yeah. a mystery still. Um, I will, uh, I will jump in here with my, um, my pay the tab real quick. Cause it's pretty easy. Carrington Valentine, buddy, what the hell is going on? Um, the guy we saw preseason has not shown up. He's going against real wide receivers. One that's a, just a different level of talent. No, and also, and also let's remember, so sure, he looked okay in preseason games, but he was also getting a lot of hype in practice. And we're finding out that those wide receivers he went against in practice <laughs> might not be that good. So take Touché. take it easy on the seventh rounder, Dan. Jesus. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> but, but he was in some – like there are some where he got beat. And then there that one hand – or that diving catch by uh, Corton Sutton, like – that was also just a great ball, great catch. He was in position, yeah. just sometimes you just can't do it. Like it is what it yeah. is. I don't know. He still he still has talent, but yeah, yeah. he fucking struggled. Um, real quick, the pay the tab that I really wanted to do. Uh the referees. What the F was that? Both sides of the ball, both ways. A terribly, terribly called game. And also, Gene Steratore, go bleep yourself. Even um, in even in him saying he was wrong, he was still like. <laughs> I mean, I was wrong, but I was wrong in a way that I was trying too hard he to was be like, right. Right, he was, <laughs> I was trying to like so show right that I was math. wrong. Yeah, like trying to show his work to how we got there. I'm like, I, I don't, I don't care what led you here. You're wrong, you effing idiot. You're so wrong. Um, and then no also, and and again, um, 
shout out to the fail Mary getting a bunch of credit because God only knows we only needed that piled on top of the shit sandwich that we all had to eat yesterday <laughs> was one of the few bright spots being a almost identical replay what I hate against about a team with Mary, Russell Wilson at quarterback. What I hate about seeing the fail Mary is that it automatically just leads me into the championship game collapse. It has to. Mm. And like and directly there. Yep. The the PTSD that I I'm still hung over from what happened after that game. It was bad. Yeah. I don't even want to talk about it. Yeah. That's gonna hurt my heart forever. Yeah. Ever. I will I will when I die, that's gonna be the last thing that I see in my head. It won't be my my son, my wife, my family, <laughs> my friends my accomplishments it will be it will be i don't have any of those things so it'll be it'll be <laughs> todd has no other option but to see that but to see that. <laughs> yeah. it'll just it'll be, be a mod first though it'll, it'll be the fail mary that and fourth and 26 <laughs> just, just over, over, and over again yeah what about <laughs> um was who was that 49er that fumbled was it to that fumbled it was to or no, Jerry Rice. It was Jerry, Jerry Rice. Rice. Jerry Rice fumbled. No, T.O. caught the fumble. the game winner. Pass. Yeah. yeah. Um, where do I me. wait, Todd? Where are you going to see me before you die? I won't. Pulling the trigger. <laughs> is that, is that the <laughs> wow! Behind a puff of gun smoke. <laughs> right. Too far. I'm sorry. Just, I love no, you. I'm just going to make sure that we're saving this recording. <laughs> <laughs> CC the FBI. Um, Let's get into some bar bets here, gentlemen. Uh, a lot of yes, it's all yes and no questions here, basically. Um, are the Packers going to score a first-half touchdown this week? They have not done so since week two against the Falcons. Will they do it this week against the Vikings at home? Jimmy? This is just out of – I hope so. Uh Yes. Um, I fuck it. Five box yards. Yes, they have to at this point. If you keep going this terribly, it has to break eventually. I'm gonna go yes. All right, Todd. I'm gonna go five box yards. No. Uh, I was talking to producer Matt. <coughs> excuse me. Before you guys came into the green room, and he was going through last week's bar bets and we were all pretty optimistic (laughs) and i said i think that's the game that broke me because looking at these bar bets (laughs) i have no optimism (laughs) so uh five bakhtiaris no they will not score a touchdown in the first half i guess i should i should have i should have um clarified i think maybe offensive touchdown because what's going to happen probably is some some they score a turnover we're not doing that dan shut up (laughs) we don't make those you're you're talking yourself into five don't overthink it don't overthink it no they will not score a first half touchdown so a defensive touchdown does count though a defensive touchdown would count yes but like todd said any 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 touchdown, any any production of getting a Packers possessed football into the opponent's end zone, it 
it doesn't matter if it's the goddamn ball boy like bringing the balls over. Actually, no, it actually does matter. It's not. <laughs> um, will Josh Nyman have an offensive snap? Josh Myers listed as questionable this week so far. I'm gonna go think that they put him in. Good. Jimmy, yeah. you're, you're chomping at the bit. Go ahead. We're gonna do a heavy package. He's gonna come in five box yards. Okay. I'm gonna go I'm... five box yards. Yes, we haven't had an offensive lineman get seriously hurt in a hot minute here. So get ready for it. It's coming. Josh Today's is the be day. Yeah. Coming yeah. in at center, Royce Newman. We're going to have a tweet tomorrow morning. Just someone woke up with just a torn ACL somehow in their sleep. Practice. Box practice. <laughs> Did it again. Um, yeah, he'll take an offensive snap this week. Give me five Bakhtiaris on that one. Um, all right. I want to do something different with this last bar bet. So, and this is especially uh, key for Matt listening in the background. Everyone is wagering five Bakhtiaris on this, but it's a no, it's a no risk, all reward type bet. It's my favorite. Kind. Everyone's getting, everyone has the chance to win or to gain five Bakhtiaris on this. No penalty for losing because it's such kind of a, it's a crapshoot. It's a complete crapshoot. What quarter will the Vikings score their first rushing touchdown on Sunday? Because they will do it. They will effing do it against the Packers. We all know that. I'll say, I'll say second quarter, because I think first quarter it's still a passing touchdown. They wait until right before half in the second quarter. What do you guys say? Where are you where are you putting your chips? Five box yards, first quarter. Jerry Montgomery's just gonna let him walk down the field. <laughs> We've lost Todd. <laughs> I'm with you. Go second quarter. I'm with you. Uh, oh, first quarter is looking good, though. I'll do second quarter. Second quarter. I love none of us picked. None of us picked. This. <laughs> we could have just said the first half. No <laughs> one's. No one's gonna wait till the second half. No, absolutely not. <laughs> now with Jerry Montgomery at the helm. That's right. Um, thank you everyone that was in the chat. Uh, really appreciate the lively conversation and the, the back and forth. Really love having all of you guys here. We really appreciate it. We know there's a lot of other shows and podcasts you could be watching. We appreciate you tuning in live to this one. Make sure you're subscribed on the channel so you get notified every time that we go live here at Lombardi's Bar and all of our other shows here on the Game on Wisconsin YouTube channel. You can follow all three of us at our socials right there in the little bubbles. Shout out to producer Matt in the background for pulling the strings. For Jimmy, for Todd, I'm your bartender, Dan Connick, saying cheers, everybody, and go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.